Welcome to track number one of My First Love. Thank you, Helen. Hello. All right. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have in you. Lord, we ask that you guide us by your Holy Spirit into all truth. Let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, you may be seated. Thank you for all your kind wishes. May God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Corinthians chapter 13 verse uh, verse 1 it says if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal amen If I have the gift of prophecy And I know all mysteries And all knowledge And if I have all faith So as to remove mountains But do not have love I am nothing So you can see that Love is very important And then verse 3 says And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor And I surrender my body To be burnt But I do not have love It profits me nothing So you can see that love is very important Love is patient Love is kind And is not jealous And love does not brag And is not arrogant Love does not act unbecomingly And it does not seek its own Is that not so? Is not provoked And does not take into account a wrong suffered Amen Um, It does not rejoice in unrighteousness But rejoices with the truth It bears all things Believes all things Hopes all things And endures all things Amen Are you there? Okay Love never fails. 
If there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, amen. If there is knowledge, uh, it will be done away. For we know in parts and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect, the partial will be done away with. Amen. Are you there? Okay. Verse 11. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. And uh, I used to think like a child. Are you there? Reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then, face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully. Just as I also have been fully known. Hmm? Now, faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Okay. Now, um, the main verse that I want us to see there is uh, verse 13. It's saying that there are three important powers that will be working in your life. And they are faith, hope, and love. Okay, these three will basically determine the outcome of you in the future. Amen. So, they are very, very, very important things. Now, faith, hope, love. Now, um, faith is the assurance of things hopeful. Love is all the things that we read. And hope is the expectation that you have for the future. Now, hope is a very, very powerful thing. Uh, politicians use the power of hope more than anybody else. Yeah. They, they use the message of hope and the, the powers of hope more than anybody else. You get it. Um, because hope, you know, gives you a dream for the future. Now, hope is very powerful because even if it is not true and it gives you hope, it still works. Yeah, that's how it is. 
So, people who are able to successfully convey the message and the spirit of hope are people who are able to win elections and are able to build very big churches also. Yeah. People who build very big, single big churches are preachers of hope. Yeah. They are not necessarily people who solve problems or change anything. Yes. But they give a lot of hope. Do you understand? So hope is a very, very, very powerful force. And depression is is defined in medicine as a loss of hope. Yeah. So the going away of hope or expecting that something will be different in the future in medicine is psychologically and in psychiatry is defined as a loss of hope is depression. And when the person has severe depression then that is when that is when they want to commit suicide. Then when people become suicidal their loss of hope has become extreme. No, no, I'm serious. If you have ever and if you if you ever meet somebody with serious chronic depression, which is I mean you, you see that the person constantly wants to kill himself. If you've ever seen uh, somebody like that, but once I watched someone being interviewed on BBC and you realize that they are under extreme pressure all the time to end their lives destroy themselves and all kinds of things. And this is because of absence of hope altogether. It's like there is hopeless. There is no possibility of any improvement or change. It's very sad and very frightening. Do you understand? So you can put it in your wardrobe or in your inner pocket. For those of you who will become pastors of churches one day that it is preachers of hope who have big churches now I'm not saying it is people who solve problems because the problem may never go but if you give hope to people no matter how bad their situation is they will love you and they will keep coming back to listen to predictions of improvement and the foretelling of a brighter future for them. Yes. No, it's true. Obama, for instance, he won the election with the power of hope. That's why I'm explaining that hope is a very, very powerful thing. Obama won the elections preaching a message is like yes we can <laughs> but we can't <laughs> but he said we can do you see and people
America. It can change the world. We can change the way things are done in Washington. You know? But the Bible says that is there anything whereof it can be said? See, this is new. No. It has been there already of old. But you see, a preacher of hope will make you believe that look, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah. When I look back at all the builders of big churches, they have all been preachers of hope. Yes. Example number one will be Yongicho. I'll give you three examples from three different continents. All of them are the same. If you take uh, Yongicho, he stood in his tent with five members and told them that things were going to get better. <laughs> yeah, things were going to get better. Yes. And things were going to get better. You understand? Yeah. And if you are a preacher of hope and things do get better for some people, you've got an even stronger foundation for your continued message of hope. Yeah. And he continued even up till today to speak continually to the people that God will help them. You see, well, he said that, look, People are already discouraged. Already before they came to church, they were discouraged. Yeah. You see, when we talk about truth, it's like food. There are so many types of meat that we could have eaten today. We could have eaten beef, pork, chicken, lamb, veal, I, I mean, rabbit, rats. All kinds of meats, fish, types of fish, more. You get it? But that's how truth is. Truth is like food that you eat. There are types of truth. And one of the types of truth is the truth of hope. That there is hope. Christ is in you, the hope of your glory. Amen. It's true. It's true. But, you know, <laughs> there is another truth. The Bible says one generation comes and another goes. And the earth remains the same. <laughs> so it's like, you come and go, nothing will change. Yeah. Now, if you preach such messages, you are not going to minister hopefulness to the people. They are not going to be expectant of anything in the future. Do you understand? So, Yongi Cho is uh, a very good example of a preacher of hope. But you would need to hear his Sunday messages. Very simple. With very few verses in the Bible. Another classic preacher of hope is uh, Bishop Oyedepo, Winners Chapel. You'll notice that the Winners Chapel, there are churches 
are very big all over the world. And when one of the things you notice if you are standing near a witness, if you want to know that you are standing near a witness, you are in a witness chapel church, you can even close your eyes and then stand outside the church. Okay, you don't have to go into the church to know whether it's a, if they say they took off all the signboards from the church, right? And then you don't know which church it is. And let's say there are seven churches. And you want to know which one is Winner's Chapel. What you have to do is you just go and stand by each. Now when you are standing outside the Winner's, let's say they've taken all the names of all the churches. You will know that it is Winner's Chapel by the shout of Amen. Amen. There will be an Amen following repeated predictions and prophecies about how you it is well with you yeah. because the church is built on hope they cost and you, you hear the people say amen because the pastor will continually tell them good things about their future that the next time they are looking for a star in Ghana, they will come and look for you. Then you, then you hear the people shouting, Amen! The next time there is going to be someone who has become a millionaire, they are going to come and look for you. You are the next person in Ghana who is going to rise higher in the name of Jesus. That's how you know it's Winners Chapel. Go stand. You don't have to go in. You don't have to go in. You can stand outside. You can stand outside. You don't even have to hear what the pastor is preaching. You will hear constant cries of Amen. It is true. It will happen. Amen. Hey. The third example of a classic preacher of hope is Joel Austin. You will see him encouraging the people. What is the name of his book? He had a book that he wrote. Your best life now. Yeah. It's like you can, you can have your, a better life. Then another book is written, a better becoming a better you or something. Yeah. He doesn't even have many scriptures. All his things are from the Bible. But he just speaks encouragement. It's part of your problems. You see? And he encourages the people that it's possible. And he has a he has a face. There are different types of faces. You know? There are different types of faces. Huh? Now you have to check your face before you check your ministry. Because your face may not go with a certain type of message. Yeah. But he has an appealing face. There are people who have what are called comical faces. Those are the best comedians. The face looks funny before he speaks. He hasn't said anything, but it looks funny. Have you seen what I'm talking about? Like who? Mr. Bean. 
Yeah, but even they, they will speak, but even before they speak, like Super Odi was like that. Those of you who know Super Odi, and who? I don't know. I don't know these people you are mentioning. But they, they have a face. Yeah. But you see, Joel Osteen has a, 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 an appealing face that even grown-ups and anybody would, 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 would sort of be drawn not to just dismiss what he's saying. You know. And so he, he goes around, doesn't have any miracles. Not even one. He's just speaking words of hope to the people. And he just encourages them that it's possible. With us, even even though you know this didn't work out entirely well, maybe next time it's going to work out. Yeah, see, and, and this didn't happen. This happened, but God has turned it around. See, and God is going to turn it around also for you. Hey, and He's gently speaking to the white Americans, and they have been encouraged. And even though this didn't work out, and that didn't work out, God has managed to turn it around. And somehow it's going to work out for your good in the name of Jesus. So you see that Bishop Oedipo is essentially saying the same thing in an African Nigerian way. And the people are responding in an African Nigerian way. Jolostin is also saying the same thing in an American way. And then David Yongicho is also saying, but because we don't have his Sunday messages in English, you will not really know. But perhaps if you want to know what he preaches or he preached, the best thing would be the first day when he came to Ghana, the first night at the crusade in Ghana, when he preached, when he preached, he talked about how he was there in his tent. That message described, he described what he said to the people and how he started to speak to them. That was going to work out. If you, you can get that, I'm sure it's somewhere. The, another giver of hope who was really uh, necessary I'll give you four examples I said I'll give you three but I'll give you an extra is that it's uh, uh, T.D. Jakes he he came to encourage black American women who are one of the most discouraged groups of people in the world yeah because of their lives you know they are not most of them are not married. Most of them have children, look after their own children by themselves, and have become very hardened and actually unlovable. They are not easy to love or to even stay with. Yes, it's not easy. And you see, sometimes you start doing bad things because you met a bad person. Sometimes you wouldn't have done something bad, but you start to do bad things. That's why in Psalm 125, the Bible says that the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the land of the righteous. So that the righteous man will not stretch out his hand to do something wrong. That's what the Bible says. It says, lest the righteous stretch out his hand to do something wrong. Americans say, but the King James says, do it. Because when there is a, a rod of a wicked man over your lot, your land, your, your boss, your whatever, it forces you to sin. 
Yeah, for instance, if you are working under an oppressive system where you cannot prosper, it forces you to steal. It forces you to be corrupt. Yeah. Check, check it, Psalm 125. Open your Bible. Have you found it? What does it say? Psalm 125. The, the rod. Yours says the rod. But the American Bible says the scepter. Which is the arm of authority. Or the symbol of authority. Verse 3. Shall not rest upon the land of the righteous. So that the righteous would not put forth their hands to do wrong. They wouldn't have done wrong. There are so many wrong things we wouldn't have done if we had not met a wicked man. Some of you would have been virgins. If if you had not met a wicked man. It's true. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have you would have been virgins. But because of a particular so that's why I said that the scepter of the wicked shall not rest. In other words, you not have a certain control or power over the land or the King James says the lot of the righteous lest the righteous put forth his hand into iniquity so there are many iniquities which we do not commit because the uh, wicked man has not been there that's why we have never so sometimes when you are judging somebody you see you are judging somebody that you how can you do this this and that but you have never had such a wicked man or a wicked woman over your life before. Yeah. But when you see a certain kind of wicked person in your life, your response may be wilder. Hey. So, back to what I was saying. What was I telling you about? Hope. Yeah. T.D. Jakes, he, he, the, the black American, African American, you find out that generally, you know, they have been so destroyed by the African, they call themselves African American uh, brothers and the life. One doctor told me, he said to me that it is extremely unusual for him to be in the clinic. He's a, he's a doctor of children. He said it's extremely unusual for me to be in the clinic and see a mother with her child, an African-American mother with her child, where the father is known or is in existence. 
You know, you rarely see a woman who is coming. There's a father in the life. So there's nothing like that. So the, 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 you see that they grow up with bitterness and stand up for your rights. And hey, you cannot easily stay with such a person uh, because they have also been mistreated and misused, and they have all become. They cannot even control their weight. Yeah. You see, an overweight person at a point, you can control it, but at a point, sometimes it is out of a psychological uh, depression. Yeah. It's like, hey, and so what? Yeah. Whatever should be, should be. And you see that even they. You see a, a, an overweight person, a person who say, I'm slim. And, the, and it says, compared to this, 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 and that, I'm a slim person. In our categories, we are slim. This is slim. Hey. So, Bacchini Jakes has rarely ministered hope. And so, out of nowhere, he built a huge church and he, built, he filled auditoriums. Woman, thou art loosed. Now you see, this type of preaching is easy to criticize. People who criticize have a lot to say negative about the politicians like Obama when they criticize, oh, it's just empty, just talking. Just impressing us with speeches. Do you get it? Yeah. There's nothing to it. Because the real life is not like this. Just talking, 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 talking. You know, people are happy. It's not like that. That's how they criticize Joel Austin. I don't know about Young Cho because I'm sure it's the Koreans criticize him among themselves. But like Joel Austin, it's just empty. There are no scriptures. I mean, it's not addressing sin. It's not mentioning hell. It's not saying this. But he doesn't mention hell when he's preaching. Yeah, that's just the one people, you know. <laughs> you don't, you don't want. They don't want. When you are giving hope, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want people. Yeah, if you want to have a big church, uh, correcting them, facing them, straightening them out, so they criticize them that hope is shallow. Do you see? This, you are shallow. You are empty. You are not deep. If you were deep. You get it? Yeah. You wouldn't be talking the way you do. Now, I, for instance, I'm, I'm, I preach hope to people who want to be in the ministry. So you, you will hear a lot of hope preaching for working for God. Yeah. Yeah. So it also encourages more people to come and work for God. Uh-huh. But you see, somebody may also criticize and say, like, it's not like that. Uh-huh. You will die if you don't take care. Follow this. This will happen. That will happen. This will happen. That will happen. But definitely, hope is better than a loss of hope. Yeah. Hope is greater than no hope. No hope is dangerous. 
Very, very dangerous. Okay. So hope is, is very important. It keeps you moving when there is some hope. But when you lost hope, everything, all your projects will die. Okay. So that's why depression is a bad thing. And anytime you feel it's all useless, there's not, it's not worth it. You just want to cry. When you just analyze yourself, just want to have a little cry between yourself, the three of you, I, myself, and me. And then you just weep and feel useless about your existence. You must realize that you are moving into an area that although you may have gone in and out of it several times, there is a deeper section which is more dangerous. So you, you need to move away from that as much as possible. I've been depressed before. There are many times I've been felt depressed. I felt useless. I felt like what is the use of what I'm doing? And especially when you analyze certain things, you just wonder what is the whole point? You know? <laughs> but uh, I've realized that it's a very dangerous thing. You can even want to kill yourself if you don't take care. Or you just don't want to live. You see? And, and many times I've enjoyed being depressed. For instance, when I'm traveling, sometimes I'm traveling, I may feel happy in my depression because I feel that oh, if I die, uh, uh, it's all the better. Or it, it's as, just as well that I'm even going. So it's not that it gives strength to travel. It's like, I don't care if the aeroplane explodes in the air. Mercy. But you see, that's how depression is. And it comes to all of us because even those who smile a lot are sometimes the most depressive people. Yeah. People who are always smiling. Often people who always smile is a kind of cover-up for their real feelings. When you see somebody who is always, you know, like me, it's not a genuine thing. Get to know the person before you get closer or deeper. You may be surprised that you've met a very depressive personality. Hope is a very important thing. That was a faith. There is hope and there is love. They are all very important. Now, an experiment was done some time ago to no experiment. You see, one of the things that we need is learning. And what you people are hearing is something that you need to listen to very carefully. Because what I am trying to do to you, you see, is something that monkeys do not do. Now, <laughs> this is the key difference between one of the key differences between monkeys and human beings. Because many things that monkeys do, human beings do. For instance, monkeys eat fruits, grass, bananas, but they also eat animals. Yeah, just like us, we eat meat and we eat vegetables. This is one of the only animals that does that. Did you know that? Yeah. No. They eat. They eat. They eat other animals. They can catch them and, they, and 
kill them, even other monkeys. And you see them eating the chicken like that, as if this chicken. Yeah. They're just like us. Yeah, in so many uh, if a monkey's a mother, then the and the baby dies. It will carry the dead. Holding them, looking at the baby, it will not leave the child. Oh yeah. Just like how people's children die, they, they can't even leave it. They mourn and they cry and they mourn. I can't even imagine Reverend Eastwood's wife, how she will be experiencing, what she will be experiencing. But if you watch the wildlife, you will see them carry the dead baby for days. I don't know how long, but for several days, carrying the baby are looking, holding, oh, oh. Until one day, then they leave it and move on. Yeah, they're just like us. All their babies, emotions, they can learn, they can think, they can learn things. You can teach them tricks and different things. You see, but there's a big, there's a few things that make the difference. How many want to know that? And that small thing is what makes the difference. You know, between a monkey, eh, or as somebody said, a minky, and a human being. Do you really want to know? I'll, I'll just tell you two. One day I'll show you a film, then you will really see that, wow. Okay? Now, there are many human beings that sometimes behave like the minkies. And so that there are groups of people that behave like the minkies in such a way that it makes us not move forward. Now, one of the things is that if a monkey has learned a trick, let's say this is a monkey and I teach him a trick, that do this or do this or do this. One of the things they never do is that they never teach another monkey. This is the trick. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Now, what I'm doing is very important. Because that's the difference. It's one of the few things that make us different. Yeah. That it will set out to teach you what he knows. The trick that has, he has learned some complex. You taught him that when you put the uh, peanut or the fruit here, it passes down. Then you press the lever. It turns to the left. And then it comes out to this side. Then you take your hand there. You can do it after the monk. The monkey will learn it. So, okay. When I put this here and I press here and I do this, it goes round. It comes here and it comes out. But what another monkey can, it will never, look, come, I want to teach you this thing that I like. It cannot do that. Uh-huh. It occurs to the monkey to pass on the knowledge. Now the second thing is that they, which is similar to the first, that they do not pass on knowledge to the next person. Jesus it does not it does not occur to them to teach it. And secondly, they ne- they don't pass on knowledge what trick they have learned. They don't pass it on to the next. Which is very different from human beings who where that is in civilizations which are developed, you will see that they have passed on. Oh, we've discovered that when you put this here and you put this here, you take this gas and you pass it out, it becomes this. Then it cools this. That is passed on. Then this one takes that. 
adds on to it. Then this one, what they've known, then they pass it on. And they pass it on. And they pass it on. That is what has built up us and separated us from monkeys. Because you will even see in the forest a monkey which has learned to make a spear. Can you believe it? Yeah. A spear. They they will take a long stick and they will chew the tip like that until it becomes sharp. And they use it to kill little rats that they find inside a tree. They will hold it like that and took it to bring it to kill it and bring it out and then they eat it. So it's like they've left something, you know, just like how we in the Stone Age were holding spears, running after animals, killing them, making fire. But you see, we kept on. And we have guns now. And we pass on the information. So when you refuse to receive information that is being passed on by your senior monkey, then you remain a monkey forever. This is, it is that characteristic that divides the world into underdeveloped and developed. Uh, what made rich countries rich has not been transmitted to us and we have not added it to our lives. So we constantly do what makes you poor. And what they did to make them rich, we have not been able to receive it. Uh, so we are not, not that we are staying poor We are getting poorer yeah. And they are getting richer Yeah It's fantastic So the ability to receive on So your life should be better than my life Because I'm trying to pass on That's why we are here at the camp I'm trying to pass on I mean how I learned to make a spear How I learned to do a trick how I learned to do certain things and try this what this what the main difference between a monkey and a human being is the passing on of knowledge and experience to the next monkey so that that one will add to it. So when you sit there and it does not enter you, you continue to remain so backward and so far behind in every area. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So try to catch on. Because some of the things that you are going to hear at the camp, they are to help you to catch on. They are all true. And you will see that they are true. And as time goes on, you will realize that they are so true that it's unbelievable that they are so true. Yeah. And if you listen to the Allos camps and the different things, all the things are true. But you see, people don't receive it. It's true. They don't receive it. So they, they don't, they don't, they, let, let me give you an example. It's a, it's a, it's a bit long, but you are, because you are uh, intellectuals. You know, how did rich countries become rich? They became rich. By discovering that the real gold mine 
really makes countries rich is not mining gold. And the first introduction of that knowledge, knowledge was around 1500. Because that was the time when they went, Spain went with their ships to places like South America and found gold mines and harvested the gold and brought it from Southern America and all those countries back to Spain. So Spain was a rich country with a lot of gold. But after some time, they found out that all the gold had moved from Spain and it was in places like Venice, which were countries, towns, where they were manufacturing goods. They were making something. So people would come with the gold and come to Venice and buy. So gradually the gold moved from Spain to Venice and to other places. So that is where that saying was born that manufacturing is the real gold mine. A real gold mine is when you make something. You see? And so they discovered that, for instance, in Italy, there were two towns, I think Milan and another town, or some two places, you know, you will have one place which is blessed with so many raw materials and fields and so on. And then a place like Venice, I think, which is surrounded by water, there's no raw material, there's nothing there, was rather rich. So they're wondering, why is there a place which has a lot of raw material is poor, and a place which has nothing is rich? You see, this is knowledge, oh. So they discovered it, and they said, no. What really makes people rich is when they make something, they produce something. Do you get it? So much so that even in England, one of the kings, King George V, he once said that if they export something that is not developed, they don't do something to it, that they should even pass a death sentence. Because they, they knew that it was so wrong to export oranges. Just raw orange. Like, why? Do you understand? Or cocoa. I mean, raw. It, it, I'm just saying to you that it's the difference between monkeys and human beings is the ability, first of all, that it will occur to you that I want to teach my fellow monkey or my junior monkey. Then the junior monkey will receive that thing and then add to it. Uh-huh. It's the main difference. So human beings who are deficient in that ability to teach and then number two, to receive information that is being passed on, they stay far behind. So that's how the monkeys have stayed far behind human beings. Yeah. So they, they saw that this is how wealth comes. Do you see? And then they decided to do that. And since then, every single country that is rich has done only one thing, to be rich and developed, which is activities which are producing something, manufacturing something, which is what they call activities of increasing returns. You understand? Now, and they discover that poor countries are countries which have activities of diminishing returns. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I'm sure you are all intellectuals, isn't it? You didn't copy to, to pass your exams, isn't it? 
You didn't have a poor to come. You are all intellectual. So listen. Are you there? Yes. Now, I'm saying that this is um, what I'm sharing with you is not is not I'm not sharing with you even economics. I'm just sharing with you historical you see, information that this group of monkeys have discovered. Then they pass it on to this group of monkeys. Then this group of monkeys take it. Then they change. Whereas we are engaged in activities of diminishing returns. Diminishing returns means that if this carpet is my farm and I've planted cocoa here or corn or oranges, even if I go and buy four more tractors, four more bulldozers, 20 bulldozers, and I plow it, and I buy more fertilizer, and I pour it into this land, the land cannot give more based on how much more I'm so as I spend more, it gives less for the more that I'm pouring in. And even the land itself gets tired. So you see that it doesn't give so much. So I can increase, 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 increase and pour more money to make this place. But it keeps going down and down and down and down. So all countries that are poor, their main activities are activities of diminishing returns. And all countries, without exception, which are rich, have activities of increasing returns. Which is, you make a factory to make cars. And when you are making the factory, you spend billions. But the next year, you don't spend any again. The next year, you don't spend any again. Third year, you don't spend it. Twenty years later, you are not spending anything again. The one that you spent twenty years ago, that is what is good. So, it keeps increasing what you are getting every year is increasing more and more and more and more and more and more and more. So that's what they call increasing returns. For the same investment that you made at the beginning, it always continues to rise. You understand? Now listen on. The countries that I'm telling it's just info, it's history. I'm not trying to do me, I'm not an economist. I have no there's nothing in my head, only the Bible. Listen. But what I'm sharing with you is history. Okay? And you see that countries with increasing returns, eh, they enter the market in what is called an imperfect market or an imperfect competition. That means that it's not perfect, it's not good. Because they can change the price of anything they make. Do you make iPod in Ghana? Yeah. So, those who are making the iPod, last year when they made it and they priced it at 100, this year they can say it's iTouch or something. Then they say, add. How much should we add? Add $40 to it. It's now 140 Yeah. They control it. They control it. And they control a large part of the market. So they can change things. So we, we, don't, we don't make anything like that. So they just keep changing because they make it and no one else makes it. No one else makes Nokia phone except Nokia phone. They make it. So we want Nokia phone. We say it's called N, N25. So we have made N25A. Hmm. We have added something small to it. So it's now this. It's now N25 MCQ. Yes. Video this. DVD this. Increase they change it as they want, nobody else makes it. So they, they, they don't read newspapers to see the price of those things, 
No. They, they decide. So that's imperfect complete. An example even I know in Ghana, they used to sell land cruisers at about $50,000. Now they are selling for $96,000. They just changed them. They just... Like this. Small one like this. Now we, the poor countries, they have, they have, they are activities which are activities of diminishing returns enter a perfect competition or perfect market because oranges are produced in Caribbean, oranges are in America, oranges are in Africa, oranges are so, you have to read the newspaper to see what is the price of an orange. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly controlled. There is no one can change the price of orange at where he is. So when there are a lot of oranges, say that the orange price has come down, cocoa price down, gold price down, all, all the things we do are diminishing returns. They are all diminishing returns. That's why you see it in the news with commodity prices. Uh-huh. You see, it's a perfect market. So you see the true price of gold, the true price of oranges, true price of cocoa, true price of everything is dumped down because there's a lot. So it goes down. So perfect market. But those who are into imperfect market goods, we have made Nokia N78 for SB. You say you like it, come and buy. Uh-huh. You get it. So here we are exporting cocoa. You see politicians who come and say, uh, 70% of Ghana is into agriculture, so we are going to invest more into agriculture than you can say. They don't even understand really what they are even coming to do. Now, are you listening? I'm talking about passing information from monkey to monkey. This is the difference between, so if you want to be a monkey, stay there without accepting information from senior monkeys. Yeah. And then you keep remaining at that level for the rest of your future. Now, as countries continue without adding this information, we have three effects that happen. The first one is the Industrialization. All industries are closed down. I was just told that Ghana used to have 27 garment factories. They are left with four. Left with three. We are still to have 21. Three. Deindustrialization. Everything is gone. The second thing is deagriculturalization. All the farms go. Even the farm, like big farming. That's why you see all those people who are producing chicken, they're always coming on television asking the import of this free chicken and cheap chicken and rice and all. Because it, it, all the farms and all those things end. But you have to protect your country so that your country will become a certain way. But it will not happen in the poor. Because we are told what to do and our people also have to follow. And they follow because they, they want to win elections. And then the third is depopulation. Where all those less, the, the country is made up of people who are less than 14 years and above 60. Have, have you not noticed most of the towns in, in Ghana, less than 14 and above 60. 
de-agriculturized, de-industrialized, and depopulation. <laughs> I tell you. All of us here, all of you are in school, finish. most of you, how many of you are hoping to be abroad soon, when you finish? You are not raising your hand. saying is that all I'm trying to say is that as soon as that is now you take there are some people who receive such information like for instance Australia when Australia was being formed and they went there as colonies and when America was being formed and they went there as colonies they wanted to import cheap like how we are importing all these they are all imported I don't think it's made in Ghana no 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 anything you see is not made here Anything you see, if it is a finished product, the carpet that we are working on, the towels, there's nothing made here. There's nothing that we make. A guitar, this, speakers, and every country that makes it a rich country. Yamaha, this, guitar, there's nothing. Microphone I'm holding, shirt that I'm wearing, everything. Artificial plant, everything is from people who make things. We are specialists in oranges, huh? Even 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 the Greek cry is finished. Now, what I'm saying is that countries like Australia, when they started a new country called Australia, the people came from England. That's why they're speaking America today came from it. When they came there, they were sending them oh shirts. This the leaders, see, they received, they had that information. They said, no, we're banning the import of this. They said, we want our children and our people to learn how to make things and to do things. So they rejected it and they said, no way. And see, Australia became whatever. And America to the same. They said, no. Uh, English people told them, do not start fast. We have factories here. You make the raw products. And said, they said, no. Then that was, Bell was born the saying that do, don't do what the English people say. Do what they did. What did they do to become rich? What did they do to become rich? Uh-huh. Making things. Uh-huh. So don't do what they are telling us. Because they were telling them, don't do because they wanted them to stay that way. And then they said, no. Don't do what they say. Do what they did to become rich. <laughs> you see, so there were monkeys who learned what had been learned about Spain and Venice, how the gold was moving and how they realized how money comes. And they said, no, this is how it happens. We have, we have learned it. So, if I'm telling you something about marriage, about life, about ministry, and you do not absorb it, now, you are going to make your own spear. Then you will forever be using spears. Yeah, because 
You could have learned the gunpowder technology. And you'll be using guns. Yeah. How many understand why people stay backwards? Yeah. So people stay backwards spiritually for the same kind of reasons. Yeah. There's information. That's the, the differentiation. That monkeys would never assemble like this. That everybody here is a monkey. Now a senior monkey is now teaching how to do certain tricks. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And that all the monkeys will now add on to what their monkey has said, and they will also develop and come and add to it. That's just but as for every they eat what we eat, they 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 they, they produce the same way that we do. They have feelings, emotions. They can learn a few things. You can teach them, do this, do this, play games. They stay with you. They hold on to you like they, they, you are their mother. If you, if you bring them up, they hold, they hold you like they are, they are your baby. They have emotions, feelings. They can learn some things. They can learn, but they, they, do not, they cannot pass it on. <laughs> and, and somebody cannot receive something and they don't organize themselves to teach I tell you so it's fantastic it's fantastic but I said all that because I'm trying to really help you to believe eh, that that is why that is why it's nice for you to say happy father's day and all that but what what is really important is for you to be a good son or a good daughter who benefits from the troubles, the lessons, and the things that have to be said that are being said by the father. Because it has been proved that only 2% of people who are rich, you know, inherited it. Or maybe I may be giving the wrong statistic. Only 2% of people who inherit money are able to develop it. You see, why? Because many times when people even inherit wealth, they don't learn the secrets that the person knew that made him rich. Huh? Oh, that's true. <laughs> For instance, today we have a, 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 a large church in the world, a mega church. And you, you come and you are, you are you, before, when you grow up, you say, oh, there's a church here. There's a church. I mean, church, a church called Lighthouse. Do you see? So you may inherit it, but you find that only a small percentage of those who actually come and inherit it are able to develop it and take it further. Because they don't, if they don't learn the secret that the person who created the wealth was trying to pass on. They just took the wealth. Like they just take the church. But the secrets, listen, listen, listen before you start shouting. The secrets that are, the person has, right, are being received by outsiders. Do you see? And who are learning those secrets? Meanwhile, they didn't inherit the wealth. But they, they are attracted to the secrets and the revelations that the person has. So, just a few people, sometimes even children, 
Because I may have children, but if my children despise my knowledge and they despise my wisdom, my children will not also, in, they will, I may give them an inheritance, my spiritual children, my biological children. If they despise my wisdom, they despise the knowledge that I have, and they despise what I'm trying to pass on, they will be just like the monkeys. They will not add on, and they may even end up losing the way the world is. They may end up losing everything that has been given to them. So you will find out that, let's say the life that John Wesley tried to pass on in the church to people, you see, because the secrets that John Wesley had, when you read about John Wesley, you'll be surprised that he's the founder of the church that they say he's the founder of. You can't even recognize the church and the connection between the, the, the founder and this person. It's true. So, when people inherit, they, they don't respect the knowledge and they don't respect the secrets and the wisdom that the person has. So, they, very few of them carry on with the wealth and the blessing and the growth and the increase because they don't receive it. It doesn't pass to them. Because they, 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 anything you, you despise, eh, it doesn't come to you. Tell you why you don't respect it doesn't come to you. So you you need to respect knowledge and wisdom that people have suffered to have and try to get as much as possible into your life. Yeah, so that you can go a step further, not just to remain as you are, or even end up being the presiders over the collapse. Of the wealth and the blessing that has been given to you. It's true. Many people preside over the collapse. When you talk of Alos, Camp, and Elders, I mean, a church has been given to you. A church that was started, the first one in this Legon Hall under the chemistry building, when it was an uncompleted building, with two benches and four of us myself, Becky, and Philippa, and uh, uh, who? Who else was there? I think Pastor Tefo came that day. Three or four. I said, we can have a church here on campus. I said it. We can have a church on campus. We don't have to join all these other. We can create a church and the people can be elders. Yeah, it didn't come from, it wasn't there. It was, it was created and fought for. Do you understand? Now you may come and become an Alos elder. And you inherit things that have been struggles to us to gain acceptance. Even we get ourselves before they even ban the formation of other churches on the campus. Then you come and inherit it. Now, when you inherit the church, the members, the people, and you don't also take on the wisdom of your fathers and the knowledge that they have, you fall into the ninety-eight percent of people who inherit things. And are not able to carry on to create the wealth. If you take Bill Gates, he has become the richest man in the world. I mean, even when you look at it, you can realize that even his child is very unlikely to inherit his wisdom. The wisdom that made him the richest man in the world. He will inherit the money, you know, and the ability to use it. (laughs) But it's very unlikely that, you know, it, it would be. People, people like Mike Medock and others who did not inherit it, who were reading his books. Reading his books and other millionaires and people who are very interested in, in, in successful people and what are the secrets and wisdom that these people had. 
that made them as great as they are. They will be reading it. The sons and the people who just receive things, they are, you, you also, when you look at it, you realize it's unlikely that the person will receive such wisdom from the person. Yeah, that's how it is. So those of you who have just come in to see this a church, a lost, this and that. No, there, is, there are certain wisdom keys that brought us to where we are. And if, as you come along, you see, you, you may be sitting down, others from outside will see, say, no, this is very, very, very great. Eh? What are the things a person does? Why has he said anything? Has he written anything anywhere? Has he spoken anywhere? Can we get it and can we listen to it? Yeah. And then you see that they will start to try to, 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 to acquire it. You get it? Yeah. Because me, I'm in the ministry. By the grace of God, you know, the church has, has worked to a point. Uh, to be successful to a point. I personally have also been blessed. Financially, spiritually, every, I mean, any way I've been blessed. I was a student just like you with nothing. I didn't have support from neither church, nor parents, nor anything. Just as you were. But you see, God blessed me with certain wisdom keys, certain keys, certain things that I did. You get it? So you have grown up, you come, you've inherited, the church is there, it's, it's there and so on. But will you despise your father's knowledge? You may shout Father's Day and be shouting around and popping champagne and all these things. But all those things don't do anything. You know, what really matters is whether you can see that Lord. This person has something that brought him from nowhere to somewhere. You know, but many of the inheritors of the wealth, they do not, they do not, they do not, they do not benefit. And that is why only 2%. Now, I'm telling you statistics. People that inherit money are able to move on with it or even become wealthy. Not that I said, but what I, 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 I was told. So, brothers and sisters, you see, the, the principle about these monkeys is getting even more intense and more serious because you can see that it's like once knowledge doesn't pass on, you are doomed. So as I'm here now, I'm trying to pass on something to you. But if it doesn't connect, you get it. Uh-huh. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. If you're just happy, you just shout, and shout, yeah, 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 whatever, but it doesn't pass on, you just remain as you were. Yeah. Meanwhile, you could even do better because the aeroplanes that are made today, you get it, are more high-tech. And you see, white people, eh, Next time it's Independence 6th of March, try to stay home and watch the television so that you can see Ghana's independence. I think it was the Queen came, either the Queen or the Prince of Wales or whatever. And you see, B, B-O-A-C, aeroplane. B-O-A-C, do you know B-O-A-C? British Overseas Airways Company or something. B-O-A-C, British, before British Airways. B-O-A-C, you see the Queen or the Prince of Wales has come to Ghana. I mean, they had invented flying in 1957. I mean, airline flying in the 50s. It's something they had invented before. They've added on and on and on and on. I mean, the knowledge. Now a plane can land by itself. Recently, uh, on a continental flight, the pilot died in the middle of the flight. They were crossing that land and he just died from a heart attack or whatever. Now the co-pilot landed the plane, but they have a mechanism.
visit in the plane that the, the plane can land itself. Computerized landing by itself. Yeah. So even if there's no pilot, the current planes. Yeah. And that is why, for instance, uh, Air France, which has fallen into the waters, they, they are searching so much to find the black box because they really want to know why, why, why. There's some knowledge that they want to pass on to the other jets. And without the knowledge, the people who made the plane, Airbus, have issued a warning because they are very nervous that everybody should slow down because they are suspecting that the high speed that they were going over the Atlantic caused the plane to disintegrate. And the passengers whom they found were all naked. The clothes and everything was stripped of them in the middle of the air. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, as, as, as clever monkeys, as clever monkeys, they are not just saying, oh, it's one of those things. No, no, no. They want to know what, because that knowledge eh, is, is like, it's like life. It's valuable life. Each accident they have, they pass on. They never leave it. Ah, they have this thing they call the black box. They will search for it. They will search and search and search. Because it contains the life of other future people. Yeah. Knowledge that is transmitted is passed on. It's passed on. It's passed on. This is the key difference. It's the gulf that exists between human beings and monkeys. And it's the gap that exists between the developed and the undeveloped. The rich and the poor. It's true. It's that ability to receive information. So sometimes I look at people and say, me, I've written a book. And you are, you are looking at my face. You, you don't take time to read it. Recently I was in South Africa in um, this place, Johannesburg. And one of my pastors was in the hotel with me. And I was just unpacking my things in the room. So I put, I took out my Bible and the other books that I had brought, and I put it by the bed. You know, then he saw my book. Then he just shouted, "Hey, this book! You are still reading?" I said, "I'm still reading it. I am still reading it. The, the final quest. I'm still reading it." And he was with me the day I bought it, the first time that I saw that book in South Africa about ten years ago. Yeah, I'm reading it, and I was reading it last week. I was reading intensely. To discover keys to my victories, my my victorious battles against all my enemies that have surrounded me, whom I shall cut off like like fire of thorns. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Hey, are you listening to me? Yeah. May I have preached camps? There are camps upon camps upon camps. Even what I've said up till now. You can even end the camp now. And, and, and that's it. This one, what I've said up till now, you can just go home with that. Because it is, it is the key. And that's why, I said, white people, you see them, they will be analyzing. Thinking. They're trying to get something that this group knew that we don't know. Yeah. That is why they even make films of the what they call the air crash investigation. Because each crash passes on knowledge that that pilot didn't know. 
that he gives to you. And those type of crashes, especially in the developed world, pass on information. But when you have crashes, where you have, like, the pilot takes off when there's bad weather, he shouldn't take off. Like Kenya Airways that recently took off from Cameroon. The weather is bad. And you are not supposed to take, you are not supposed to go where he went. And then he killed everybody. Or the one that they fell in Abidjan, water here, overweight. They, you are supposed to have a certain amount of luggage. And you just put that, so the plane could not rise. You know, the plane could not climb. You know. <laughs> but, but, but there are complex things which they, they try to discover because they want to pass that knowledge. They want to pass that knowledge. They want it. And the other pilots are waiting. What is it? What is it? So when I was flying this time, yesterday, two days ago, or yesterday, I was flying, I was looking at the speed of the plane. Because sometimes you see this, the, at one time I was in a Malaysian airway jet, we were flying over Saudi Arabia, and I was looking at the speed. 1,050 kilometers, 1,100 kilometers per hour. And that's the fastest I've ever seen in a plane. And this one, the same type of plane, but I saw that he was going around 9.20 and he was coming down. You see that? Yeah, because you don't know. Maybe at a certain speed, you see that. And then the thing will just disintegrate. <laughs> the monkeys are looking for knowledge. <laughs> How many monkeys are looking for the knowledge? Huh. Yeah. The search is on. I said the search is on. Is the search on? Is the search on? I said the search is on. The search is on for knowledge. Yeah. We're trying to find something that will save our lives. Because you see, people don't know. I realize that when you know this, only this thing, it will help you. One time, a, a brand new plane, Airbus, was flying Aeroflot Airways. You know Aeroflot? It's a Russian plane. But it was made, the plane was made in Europe. It's not a Russian plane. It was a brand new Airbus from Europe. Six months old. They were there, it just took off after about a few minutes. Not a few minutes, about an hour or two or something. Then it just, it just, it just turned around down like this and went down, straight down. To the ground, so they were wondering why, and they couldn't believe they couldn't understand what is a brand new plane, what is it doing? Why does it turn right and turn downwards? That's that they heading down. So they found that their black box, and that box it cannot bend, it cannot drown, it cannot, it's always there. There's a battery in it, you have to find it in time. When they found it, they found out that the pilot was in the cockpit with his. Uh, assistant and then the pilots I think his wife and his children were on board so he brought his child to the to the cockpit which is not unusual and he let his child sit in the in the cock in the in the pilot's seat so his child was playing with the no 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 it's not unusual I've been in the cockpit many times when I was a child I was I, said, I want to go they, they let me come in Lufthansa and other planes. I was in um, the cockpit. 
No, when you do this, so I said, can you tell? I asked the pilot, I said, oh, when I turn like this to go, so he turned and then the whole plane goes, ooh, ooh, like that. I tell you. <laughs> so, so listen. So the child held, the child held the steering wheel of the, of the plane and turned it and, that's, they found it from the black box. Like that. Now when the child turned it, the plane started going this way. But then it continued to go right. It continued to go right. And then the, the pilot said, oh, bring it back. So he brought it back, but it didn't come back. It continued to go like this and turned vertical. And went straight down. And crashed. Everybody died. Yeah. So when they were sick, they said, ah, what could do that? So first of all, they said, oh, it's not unusual to bring a child or to bring somebody to allow the person. will not do anything to the plane. When you do this, left, right, or but there was something that they had omitted. See, that has saved, it will save the life of other planes. They found out that particular plane and that particular ever, they didn't teach it in the training. That when you press, have you seen some of the buttons, like if you are typing uh, A, B, C, D, when you press A for a long time, it changes to 1. Uh, they found out that there was a feature in the thing that when you keep it pressed there, it stays, it, start, it gets stuck. Which the pilot didn't know. Yeah. But if you keep it pressed like that, it will lock there. Or something. To lock there or whatever. So the child, you know, like, so the child was very, and they were just playing, not doing that. And then the thing got stuck. And the, he did not know how, what to do. Everybody, gone. Knowledge, oh. So the whole of Airbus, where they made the player, called all of them for re- Training and that particular feature in the Airbus plane. Yeah, to teach everybody that thing. Because you don't, they don't know it. They didn't know it because it's not a normal feature in Boeing planes. There are only two plane companies, Boeing and Airbus. But I'm talking about the passing on of knowledge. The search is on. Yeah. You see, for wise people are trying to inherit knowledge and wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom strengthens a city more than ten mighty men can strengthen that city. Wisdom, wisdom, you see, in those days, if you have ten strong guys, you cannot defeat them. But I said, wisdom makes us more strong than ten guys added to us to fight their physical hands. That's why we catch lions and we observe them. Yeah, we catch lions. They don't catch us. We catch them. They are stronger than us. They eat us. We don't eat them. They eat us. But we catch them. We film them. We photograph them. We put them to sleep. We carry them all over the world. We put them in zoos. We keep them. Because we have more. Something up there. That they don't have. They have the strength. And they don't have it up there. Are you listening? So, my dear Christian friends. I'm just saying all this. To try to help you to know that. Knowledge. That is passed on. Eh? It's very, very important. It's the difference between a monkey and a human being. Amen. Now, back to hope. I was on hope. Yeah. Are you with me? How did I get into all these things? An experiment. 
Yeah, okay, I was going to tell you an experiment. Now, they did an experiment. And I was trying to tell you a very important knowledge. They got a mouse. Okay? Two mice. Same age. Born on the same day. Same size. Same weight. Same strength. Same everything. Ate the same thing all their lives. Do you understand? And put one of them in a room. With a bucket. Like a bucket like this. And with water. Deep water. A bucket. And they put the monkey in. I said the mouse. And the mouse. And they closed the door. And then they opened the door after a few minutes. Within about three minutes or whatever, the, the mouse drowned. Because for such that you cannot climb out. And I don't think a mouse can swim. Then they did the same thing again. And the room that they put in, there was no light in the room. Nothing. So then the next one, they did the same monkey, same size, same water, same room. But this time they made a light, very small hole for a small ray of light to come from the top. The monkey that, the mouse, I say monkey, the mouse that died in three minutes lived for three days swimming because of hope. He saw the light. You get it? He saw the light and he was hopeful. Uh, not that the problem will be solved, but he had hope. Do you get it? So hope brings a lot of strength. That's why I'm trying to explain to you that hope is a very, very important ingredient. And I, I hope that there are some people who are destined to be pastors of big churches. Now you are listening to me because this is the greatest key to building a big church. You see, you, you, you may inherit T.D. Jakes' church or Joel Osteen's church, but if you don't inherit the key, and the wisdom, uh, you you it will, it will you preside over its collapse. Uh-huh. It's just like a loose. You may inherit the churches, but if you don't inherit the wisdom keys and the knowledge, you will preside over its reduction and its collapse. Are you there, or you've gone home? Stand on your feet and let's pray about hope. Now. Listen, sit down. Hope. Hope is important. Okay? Hope is important. Do you know why hope is important? Because uh, it's important because people criticize hope. They say there's no substance to it. How I many you can understand there's no substance? The mouse which is swimming, is it? there's no substance to what you are saying, isn't it? It's like what these people are saying. I once heard somebody criticizing T.D. Jakes. They, they are really criticized these people. When you hear jealous pastors or people who are not appreciative of people's secrets. One time I heard somebody say T.D. Jakes, ah, woman thou are loose, woman thou are loose. We are here, all the women go and they are loose. And when they come back, what is next? After they are loosed, what happens next? They have been loosed. Uh, we are not seeing the the fruit of them being loosed. You see? But, you see, it is, it is very easy to criticize a hope preacher or preachers of hope and say that there is no substance. Because these are the facts. This, 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 this. You get it? But at the end of the day, hope is also a very important element in doing well in this life. Many of you ladies, you are depressive. 
you know yourself. You are difficult. You are difficult to be with when your attitude comes. Is it not true or is it true? Yeah. And and you are unpleasant to know when your face comes or your attitude. Either of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Your attitude and your behavior in public or with me and so on is what we call in Proverbs charm. Charm. And the Bible says, charm is deceitful. It's deceptive. That, that's not how it is. Yeah, you know yourselves. That's not how it is. <laughs> Do you see? Or when you are looking for somebody to marry you. <laughs> then you present a lot of charm. You are very nice. You always nod your head. You smile. You have your hair nicely made. And you look beautiful. And you are flowing. You always agree. You are agreeable. You like what is being said. You always think that is the right thing. But when you marry that person, you will never agree with what he saying. <laughs> you will never agree with what he's saying. You will never understand what he's saying. Meanwhile, you used to understand more than anybody else. Never understand what he's saying. Never agree. You don't smile in the way you are smiling now. You don't, you don't nod your head like this. As you are nodding your head in the church. And as you are nodding your head towards the people that you, you respect. Uh, you don't have this beautiful smile. From ear, ear to ear smile. Ear to ear means that. It has gone up to here. It has gone all the way up to here. And then all this one has gone all the way up to this side. Hey! It's a fantastic smile. But you see, the brothers, they are deceived because of testosterone. They cannot help. He cannot help but to, to be deceived by the charm. Hey. What was what I, I talking about? <laughs> uh? Yeah, people criticize hope. But without, huh? Yeah. But without hope, you know, you can't even live. You need some hope. Yeah, you need hope. So you may you may discard it that it doesn't contain the facts. But you need hope. Without hope, you cannot do well. One day I met a man who had lost hope. His wife had died. His wife had died. I met him at an outdooring. And he was sitting alone. Quietly, his wife had died about twenty years ago. Hey. 
was sitting there meditating with his gray hair. And my wife told me, this man never married again. His wife died and never married again. Stay down. Meditated over her death and all the sadness. Hey. When Bishop Saki's wife died, my main uh, effort was to give him hope. Because it, it, the effect that it has is it makes you to lose hope in life. What is the use of all that you are doing? You have served God. Eh? Eh? You serve God. You haven't done any other work in your life apart from to serve God. You have followed Him. You have been an associate and a helper as an example. Everybody has learned from you. You have been faithful. You have worked for God. You have loved your wife. You have done this. You have done this. That, 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 that. Everything. You have built a house. What is the use of the house? You have a child. What is the use of the child? You are building your family. What is the use of the family? So it, it makes you lose hope. Yeah. The main thing is to get hope. So hope, dear. You may discard and say, oh, it doesn't contain the facts. It doesn't deal with the issues. But I tell you, you may have the issues, but without hope added, you cannot move forward. Are you there? So apart from passing on knowledge, you need hope to get on to knowledge. You need to hope in addition to your knowledge. Otherwise, in fact, your knowledge may discourage you from serving the Lord. (laughs) Are you there? So, we have three important things. Faith, hope, and love. Okay, they are all very important, and I have shared with you about hope, and that hope is a very, very, very important thing. It is the thing which politicians, successful, not 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 all politicians, successful ones, they come with a message. You see. Your face must also be a face of hope. So if your face is like a soldier, you you may have to change your message a bit. Or change your face. Or your hairstyle. Or something. And the pastors of the big churches, they they are messengers of hope and encouragement. Best examples. T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, Yonki Cho, and the African example, I told you if all the signboards are removed, is it not true? If you remove all the signboards, and you remove all the names, and you go and stand outside this church of great hope, you will hear the people screaming, Amen. As words of hope are delivered, about their future that the next time they are looking for someone who is shining in Ghana they will come and look for you all you need to do is to stand outside no matter the message 
you get that feeling of hope. One day I heard Bishop Oyedepo preaching about uh, telling lies of corruption. You see, by the time the message was over, you are you more hopeful than when you started. It's true. And he was, he was facing corruption in Nigeria and this and that, but as he was saying, I mean, he would say something. You will never be one of those who are arrested for whatever, in Jesus' name. Amen. You will never be found telling lies and go to prison. Amen. <laughs> By the time you, you, you get more encouragement for living a correct life. Yeah. It's fantastic. So if, if you are called to have a big church, then you better listen to these people how they preach and learn how to say it. Do you get it? Learn how to preach it like that. Wherever you are, your small room somewhere. And I would invite, I encourage all missionaries and people who start churches, Charlie, preach hope messages that are positive. The people they are bad already. You know, when you are correcting them, it's not going to change much. Uh, stand to your feet. your hands and thank God for his blessing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Your blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we are thankful for the great blessing you gave us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, we'll be taking uh, little, little breaks. Okay, so this uh, five minutes, ten minutes, five to ten minutes break, and then we'll be back.
Do not go far away and do not do something else. Because I could have made you stay on, but out of kindness, I'm giving you five minutes break.